And welcome into the G.I. Jake Show right here on Fan Run Radio, live in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Jake Miller alongside Brett Hollander, Marcus Young, intern Jack, as we prepare for this weekend. A big slate this weekend, of course, Tennessee, another late tip. And as you all are very well aware by this point, I do not like a late tip-off. 8 o'clock. It does help that it's on a Saturday, but... Everyone's like, oh, well, you don't have to get up and work. No, guess what? I got to come in and I got to do two shows on Sunday. If you haven't checked out our Sunday programming, big NASCAR guy, rattling cages, from eight to nine, the morning after with Davis Rangy, nine to 10. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about what's going to happen tomorrow and then what's going to happen on Sunday. Of course, Tennessee heading down to College Station. Take on Texas A&M. Tennessee 17-5 overall, 7-2 in the SEC. Texas A&M 14-8, 5-4 in the SEC. We don't have a line on this game yet. We will hope that you see it when it comes out. All I can tell you right now is the BPI, the ESPN Analytics, have given Tennessee a 59.1% chance to win this game. Texas A&M a 40.9% chance to win. Dalton Connect, Tennessee's leading scorer, and... As the more they change, the more they stay the same. Jonas A. Do still your leading rebounder, averaging seventeen or excuse me, seven point four. If he was averaging seventeen yeah. rebounds a game, he'd have already went pro. My bad. <laughs> Zakai Ziegler, five point five assists per game. Uh, we gotta watch out for that guy down there, man. Wade Taylor. Wade Taylor can shoot. Shoots it a lot. He shoots it a lot. I don't think he shoots a good percentage, but hey, it's about eleven percent less than Don't Connect from from the field. Don't connect shooting 48.1. Wade Taylor shooting 37 flat. He's also their leading assist guy, 3.6 a game. Anderson Garcia averaged about nine rebounds per game. That one's going to be interesting. Tennessee averaging 80 points a game flat. Texas A&M 73.7 points against their neck and neck. Tennessee 67.2. A&M 67.9. They have the rebounding advantage. 43.3 43.3 to 39. Now, as long as we don't let what happened the other night happen again, we'll be fine there. I don't want to see another game in which we give up 18 offensive rebounds. That was awful. Don't want to see that again. You know, it's going to be hard for them to drive inside Tennessee. You know, of course, you got guys like Jonas Adu. Mm-hmm. You try to drive to the right, guess what? You're probably going to get swatted. But then you got guys like Dalton Connect, Josiah Jordan James, Jemai Meshack. They aren't afraid to go up and swat one out of the way. You know, I expect us to play good defensively, and I expect us to dish the ball around a little bit more than what they do. Because the one thing that has stayed consistent, one thing that I have preached you know, through these previews since we started the show, is the fact that Tennessee always has more assists than the other team. And that has stayed consistent pretty much through the entire year. I can't think of a game in which another team had more assists than what Tennessee did. So I like the fact that we're dishing the ball around a little bit better than these other teams. And uh, this one's big for Tennessee, mainly just because you want to stay in that top four right now as as far as being tied for first in conference. Right now, as it stands, Tennessee a half a game back because we didn't have that midweek game. But it's essentially Tennessee, Alabama, Auburn, and South Carolina tied for first in the SEC, if you want to look at it from a technical standpoint. So, go around the room. Let's get our thoughts on this game this weekend because we're going to be talking about the big game on Sunday, along with some other things that relate to this game. i got a couple of questions I'm going to pose for you over over this hour, and then we're probably going to carry it into the next. 
And Marcus might even have it on his Mark the Tape, where he gives his hot takes. Maybe a little trivia today. Might do a little trivia. Everybody likes trivia, right? Am I crazy? Everyone likes trivia. Uh, I'm a fan of it. Depends on it. what it is. Well, depends on what it is. Yes. Did I stutter? <laughs> is it sports related? Oh, coming off What's that? Is it sports related? It can be. We can make it sports related. That's all Cons- I need. Considering I have some of the weirdest sports trivia ever, it's like the one that stumped stumps everybody every time, unless you've heard me say it, is name the apparel supplier of Connecticut's football team in 2003 and 2004 because Nike wouldn't pick up the deal. And it was Air Apostle. We would have been here all day. Oh, yeah. I would have sat here until someone called in and told me the answer to that question. That's the kind of trivia that I'm going to give you. It's going to stump you. But then you're going to have one person out of 100 that might be like, oh, yeah, that was stupid. Why did so they do that? It, are we working as a team to try and get these answers? Nah. Okay. 1v1v1v1. Okay. <laughs> That's how it's going to be. All right, let's go around the room and get everybody's thoughts. What are you looking forward to in tomorrow's game versus Texas A&M, and what are you least looking forward to in tomorrow's game? thing I'm looking forward to the most tomorrow is I expect another 25-point game. From Dalton Connect, I expect Zakai to probably get around 15 to 18 and probably gets that 9 or 10 assist mark. Uh, Jonas Adu, uh, he's going to dominate on the boards. I think that it's going to be a big game for him. Uh, probably notch about you know, 9, 10, 11 points and get you about 7 boards. The thing that worries me, these late tips. These late tips, I hate them. I absolutely, you do, right? What's that? You do. The team doesn't. The team probably doesn't. I can't stand them. Now, granted, <laughs> we're going to get more national coverage because this it's on the flagship ESPN. It's at 8 o'clock. And the thing that helped us last week, you know, as far as viewers go, is the fact that you had Duke, North Carolina right before us. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, this is a big rivalry game. Let's watch this. Oh, well, Tennessee, Kentucky, that's a rivalry game. Let's watch this too. This is a top 10 matchup. Now, this isn't a top 10 matchup. It's not even a top 25 matchup. Tennessee should go down. And I expect us to be about a 5.5 to 6.5 point favorite in this game. Um, I look for Tennessee, I don't know. My score prediction probably somewhere around the lines of 62, or excuse me, 82 to 70. Brett, how are you, sir? Good. I guess uh, to answer your question, uh, I'm they're guard heavy. Their best two players are on the perimeter, so I'm interested to see. I'm worried about a little bit about Zakai because Wade Taylor's a good player. I'm assuming we'll have him on him. So he's aggressive and i'm wondering hopefully zakai is not caught reaching little things you are on the road refs can lean the other way a little bit um they were a preseason top 10 team i think they were higher preseason ranked than we are so you know they're a talented team Mm -hmm. as you said it is a night game they're gonna be fired up i mean it's not often top five teams come into your building um you know uh, they beat kentucky i know that's not saying much but they were competitive against houston lost by two um they were competitive with fau um so they've they've played a pretty challenging schedule lost by 10 to auburn Mm -hmm. um so uh and then i'm just looking to see uh you kind of expect zakai and dalton to do their thing ultimately they do it more often than not and so again (laughs) again um you know you're kind of looking to the other guys you know like your your leaders your zakai or your vescovies and your james you know they were big for you Last last week on the road in a nighttime environment, so uh, you you kind of lean, lean towards them. They have the experience, so uh, yeah, that's kind of the two things I'm most looking forward to. So, Marcus, 
Hello. How are we feeling? Ah, feeling okay. Uh, it's raining outside, so it's, you know, it doesn't affect my mood necessarily, but it's, uh, I'm doing all right. Yeah. I'm How are we feeling about this game tomorrow? Oh, that. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, honestly, I, I feel, I feel good. I mean, to me, Texas A&M out of the stretch that we have here, which we do face A&M twice throughout the stretch before we get to Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel pretty good about, um, that stretch in general, but Texas A&M obviously is going to be the team that's going to bring you the biggest question marks of whether you can, you know, take them down. They they are they're not a great team, but they're a pretty decent team. Um, they do well at home. I think right now they're nine and four at home. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting. They are apparently their record versus the spread. They are ten and twelve. So that that could be an interesting little tidbit for you as well. They are six and four in their last ten games, but I feel good. I, I, I maybe shouldn't feel good because when I feel good, things go poorly. But um, I like this game, especially on the road. I feel like we have a really good chance against against this team to continue this little streak that we're on. Hopefully, after winning this game, maybe we'll see us move up further into the top five and hopefully secure that fourth seed number one, or maybe even jump a little higher in Joe Lenardi's rankings. I hate Joe Lenardi. I know you do. <laughs> I hate him. He's not the committee. He's not the committee. He's just an idiot. Yeah. Why do we always go to his bracket then? Because well, he's an idiot. <laughs> wow. That doesn't make sense. He used, yeah, he's an idiot, but let's Because he's got the loudest mouth. That's why we he's go to him. He's actually fairly no. accurate no, on it. I, he's he a, probably has an He's a piece source. of trash. I mean, you like Jerry Palm no. better? Okay. Oh, then I don't know you... Just don't even do bracket. You should make your own right now. I mean, go, I should, go through I should make the bracket. You're right. No, just go make your bracket right now as of today. And Because what see. I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to take one day. I'm going to take one day, guys, and I'm going to study all 435 NCAA Division One basketball teams, <laughs> and I'm going to make my own bracket. I can do it in one day. Jakeology. Yeah, there you go. Jakeology. I like it. Jack, how are you, man? You know, uh... Not seeing DeMar get traded yesterday uh, was pretty rough, but going 4-1 and one in the bets last night made Solid. it feel better. Um, this game, though, so like you said, I think there's 360 Division I NCAA basketball teams. A&M ranks 349th in effective field goal percentage, while we rank 4th in opponent effective field goal percentage. So we have a clear advantage there. However, uh, like you all also talked about, I believe A&M is ranked number one in the country in offensive rebounds per game. So Mm. that is definitely something we have to clean up for that game. Hopefully last game woke us up to that issue and we'll be able to, you know, secure in those boards. But if we do that, it should be an easy game. Well, the big thing is just go down there and get the win. That's what everybody really just wants. At this point, you're on the road, you're in the SEC – and you're in the month of February, and like I've said before, this is usually where we falter. Mm-hmm. But the past two games, you know, one of the things I think we can all agree on is one thing that we have gotten better at is the fact that when this team allows the opponent to go on a run, they're going to bounce back, and they're going to bounce back hard. And which that's what we've done the past two games. You look at Kentucky, one of the hardest places in the country to play. Mm-hmm. Not because of the fans, because their fans aren't really that loud, because they're all old tired but 
the fact of the matter is, when, usually when you go up to Rupp, you're playing eight on five. And that's why we, you know, we talked last week, essentially, about potentially going up there and getting a loss. Mm-hmm. But then we allow LSU to go on a run this past Wednesday, in which we allowed them to go on a 13-0 run. You're up by 23. They cut it to 10. Then they cut it to 9. And then you eventually win by 20 because you were just able to bounce back from that. You were able to stop the runs. You know, find a way to stop the run. Tennessee did that and ultimately comes away with a 20-point win. Now, tomorrow, like I said, I don't expect us to win by 20. I expect about a 10 to 12-point win tomorrow. That would be that would be good. I mean, honestly, God, if we win by 5 tomorrow, I'm going to be so tired and over this game by the end of it because <laughs> they won't tip the ball off at 6 o'clock that um, you know, I'll just have no choice but to deal with it, right? Yeah, exactly. So You'll be fine. Yeah, I hope so. Coming up in the next segment, we're going to be talking about the Super Bowl. Not necessarily about the game itself, but the preparation for it. What do you do to prepare for the Super Bowl? Are there certain things that come on TV that you like that are related to the Super Bowl? Is PETA going to put a stop to one of these things? But I'll tell you one thing. They're not going to put a stop to what I'm eating the day of the Super Bowl. Stay with us. The G.I. Jake Show marches on right here on Fan Run Radio. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well, if I'm being honest, that was me. Just a downright irresponsible and plain bad coach. Then, SM Athletics changed the game. I want you to picture this. I walk into their store, a coach with a vision. SM Athletics didn't just see a coach. They saw a team's potential. And they delivered custom uniforms so striking. Our team's spirit soared. From cutting edge apparel to top-notch equipment, SM Athletics transformed our presence. No more unreliable online orders or envying the other team's style. SM Athletics stands for quality, design, and on-time delivery every time. Coaches, elevate your team with SM Athletics. Call 865. 966-3434 or visit smathletics.com. Get the best for your team. Delivered right and on time. So, elevate your team's game by contacting SM Athletics today. Are you ready to flash that dazzling smile? Well, look no further than Knoxville Smiles. Our experienced team is here to give you the care and attention you deserve. From routine checkups and cleanings to advanced cosmetic treatments, we've got you covered. Say goodbye to dental worries and hello to a confident, radiant smile. Don't wait any longer. Schedule your appointment today and unlock the power of your smile. Call 865-539-1776 to schedule your appointment today or just visit KnoxvilleSmiles.com. I was afraid to cut the cord, but once I did, I couldn't believe it took so long to do it. Paying too much for my cable bill had become a bad habit. I either wasn't getting what I wanted or never knew where to find any of my favorite shows until it was too late. Plus, the prices just kept going up. Thankfully, I discovered a new way to watch called Philo. For just $25 a month, I can...
here on the G.I. Jake Show right here on Fan Run Radio. So, as we prepare for the Super Bowl, we got to go around the room here because we got a lot of response from a lot of people. I pose the question today. What are your favorite and least favorite Super Bowl party foods? Are you answering first or are we supposed to go? You kind of paused there, so I wasn't sure. Well, I mean, you, you're you the the food expert around here, I would say. So, I mean, do you want to wait to hear our stupid comments? Well, I mean, I've got a kind of ridiculous one here. So, let's uh, let's go around the room, Brett. Super Bowl. Uh, what you I doing? mean, the easy the easy one for best is wings, right? Simple. Everybody loves them. I and mean, you can do multiple flavors, uh, dipping sauces, different things like that. I mean, when it comes to Super Bowl, I, I mean, I'm not the big biggest food i'm more into the game commercials things like that entertaining purposes than i am the food i leave that to you know i'll host but i'll tell people to bring the food you know if i'm gonna host you can bring the food uh but then if you're bringing stuff like shrimp cocktails or fruit salads or even a dessert i'm not big on dessert so I don't think desserts belong in a Super Bowl. If somebody brought a fruit salad to my Super Bowl, I would I've take seen that it. fruit salad. I've seen it. I've oh, seen I'd it. dump it on them. <laughs> yeah. So, I, who in the world would bring a fruit I salad? Mean, I don't know. Like, people, I want you to call this person <laughs> out right now. <laughs> it's been forever ago. I mean, I'm just, I'm just throwing stuff out that I've seen at Super Bowl parties. Did you I invite think, them back? What? Did you well, invite? Of them? course, they're friends. I wouldn't have invited them back. Why? Because of the food? Yeah. Well, if they're good people. Well, if they're good people, their food's bad. Sorry, bud. Do you like fruit salad otherwise? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus. Uh, I'll go a little bit different since you said wings. Uh, that would be my typical go-to as well. Uh, I like those little um, the little uh, kind of mini sausages. Like smokies. Pigs little, in a blanket? Yeah, stuff like that. Pigs in the blanket, yeah. little smokies, yeah. Uh, it's like been marinated in barbecue mm-hmm. sauce, things yeah. like that. Oh, if like, you get them wrapped in bacon. Ooh. Oh, those are those are killer. I had someone do that for the New Year's Eve party that I was at recently. Those are delicious. So yeah, those are, those are always fun. Um, my least favorite. It's gonna be kind of a, you know, honestly, maybe a hot take. I'm not big on uh, like spinach dip and mm. like artichoke dip and stuff like that. Like. Mm. Like the dips and like I'm cool with chips in general. Yeah, I'm a flavored chip kind of guy, but I'm not big on the dips. I could do without the dips. Like me personally, I get it's a big thing for everyone, but you see, I'm not allowed to have my favorite chip anymore. Huh? I can't have my favorite chip anymore. I got to be healthy. What's your favorite? Chip? Not on a Super Bowl, you do. You have to be healthy on a Super Bowl. Funyuns. Oh. oh gosh, that's a crazy favorite chip. <laughs> yeah. that's... <laughs> I mean, I get it though, because like sometimes you just hit that craving for them. Like I get when? it. When? <laughs> Honestly, for me, sometimes it's like road trips. You're just stuck with bad breath now, and just like, just... oh, buddy, it ain't no worse than what I used to come in here and do overtime with a bag of Funyuns and a Red Bull. Oh, oh man! Lord. And or you're that... the one talking about smells and everything. I can't imagine that smell <laughs> being in this room, dude. Hey. Like, get out of here with that smell, man. Got bad breath, and you at least throw in a piece of gum. You're doing a remote if you're craving remote if you're craving Funyuns one day. <laughs> You nah. sit out your car and just call and I'm, eat your I'm, I've already started on the gluten-free Reese's. Marcus, got any more <laughs> oh, least gosh. favorites? Least favorites? Um, oh, that's a good question. I mean, this is going to be another hot take. If you're going to do beer, 
can we not can we not do the watered down Bud Light? Can we do something a little bit more? There ain't gonna be no Bud well, Light in my house. I'm just saying, like people <laughs> bring their own drinks, right? You're not provide. Are you are you guys talking about like people that bring stuff? Or are you are you talking about like stuff you don't want to? I don't. I'm, I'm all confused the by the all the. Yeah, above. I don't. I don't want to see it at all. I, I think they're bringing their own stuff. Let them drink what they want, right? I guess. I mean, the thing but, is, like, if you're gonna bring beer to a Super Bowl party, make it a Miller, make it a Bush, make it a White Claw hard seltzer. I'd say make it something that can be. Uh, I, I if I ever bring beer to to an event, I like to grab something that I have a good idea everyone's gonna want to enjoy. So it's not just for me. Like usually my friends and I will each bring one thing, and we all know that we'll consume the same thing. So we'll maybe not bring the crafty stuff like the crafty oh, like the that, beer stuff. Sure, those yeah, people are IPAs. No, I agree with that. But well, first like, of all, if you're drinking IPA during a football game, you're an idiot. Well, some. <laughs> Good old classic uh, Blue Moon, something like that, or yeah, like a hard seltzer, yeah, White Claws, or, or you know what, I'll even allow LaCroix to be there. There you go. But, you know, yeah, here we wait, go. Wait, wait, uh, what would you say you'd allow? I'd say I'd allow LaCroix. <laughs> yeah. How about strawberry milk? <laughs> only if they're, uh, only if they've made it themselves, you know. Um, gotta be vegan. Well, I mean, that's you have to have that option. Yeah, you gotta milk those roll. seeds, you gotta milk that strawberry. Uh, you don't. You use it's the feet thing, kind of like when you do wine. That's <laughs> the like, important thing for Super Bowl. It has to be all finger foods, right? Like it can't be like you can't I, have like a steak. You know, like you couldn't grill yeah, steak. But and, you can have a burger. Yeah, you could do like burgers and hot dogs and yeah, like have I mean, it ready for people. Or to even put better, together. you can do sliders. Sometimes do it's hard. It's the time of year. It's hard to pop out on the too. grill in February. Like burger sliders or like buffalo Depends. chicken sliders or chicken parm sliders. I mean, like this weekend, you can't be on a grill unless it's covered. I mean, it's supposed to rain all weekend. I was going to say, if it's covered, then yeah, you can get away with that. What about catered in food? Like, do you go to. No, that just shows you're lazy. Yeah. I'm but if the place I'm is known that. for a wing, like, you know. You know any of the wing places around here? Wings or like sure. you want a pizza? You know, like is pizza? Like is pizza acceptable? I don't know. I've never seen really seen pizza at a Super Bowl party. I've seen pizza. These are valid it, questions. Actually, I, mean, I have seen pizza, but the thing with pizza like is, if depending I brought on, a frozen pizza, you let me use your oven? No, <laughs> unless you clean them up. Jack, your favorite and least favorite? Man, I love I love chips, um, the flavored chips, and I also. Honestly, love the dips like spinach artichoke, some queso, some salsa. Mm -hmm. Like, go. I'm rocking with that. Um, I also, I understand not liking the fruit salad. That's weird, but just like the finger food fruit, I'm rocking with like grapes and oh yeah, strawberries. You know, that stuff's That's, fire. Yeah. Um, least favorite though. I don't know. I don't like chocolate. Fun fact. So if you got chocolate there, I ain't. It. But other than that. Dessert's hard to do at a Super Bowl, I feel like. Yeah. By the time you eat everything, you drink stuff, you're just not feeling the dessert, are you? I mean, if you throw a Nutty Buddy and oatmeal cream pie or like a Reese's in front of my face, I'm probably going to eat it. Some crystals. Buddy, I will yam all <laughs> he the said no He said no brought-in food, right? No, but you can make your own crystal. I love catered Chick-fil-A, but you couldn't do that on Super Bowl Sunday. There man. can't be anything left, Jake. What do you got? Well, so, oddly enough, smoked chicken thighs are fantastic during the Super Bowl because... Is this what you're doing? Are you hosting, oh, first of all? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so smoked chicken thighs and smoked wings are what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm going to fire the thing up probably oh, about... Yeah, you do have that little grill thing you are talking about, right? Oh, the smoker? Yeah, the smoker. Smoker slash grill slash yeah. pizza oven slash <laughs> yeah. everything. Yeah. But that thing is good. But um, now we are uh, we're doing that, and then 
Uh, probably going to do maybe a dip or so, like a buffalo chicken dip, something like that. My least favorite thing is, uh, and I wish we were doing it this year, but we're not. But I like, you know, if someone just brings a plate of meatballs. I like meatballs. Funny you should say that. That's the number one Super Bowl food in the state of Tennessee. Really? Swedish meatballs is what it says right here. I'm actually I, I, don't know if, I don't know if they're Swedish. They're G.I. Jake meatballs. Yeah. Make some hot pork sausage in with some hamburger meat. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah, that does sound good. With Those some, are fire. Oh, with some marinara sauce. Mm. Now, if you like, y'all seen the frozen ones, right? Mm-hmm. They don't hit the same, do they? No. They do if you're just craving them and want to pop something in quick. It's like a bagel bite, right? If you want a pizza, and these things are there. I mean, I feel like they're pretty similar, right? Yeah, I guess so. My least favorite, um, and he's probably going to give me a call after the show once I say this empanadas. Someone brought some empanadas. To the Super Bowl party once, I'm like, these are good. They, they do not fit this vibe at all. Yeah, if certain foods bring certain vibes, and empanadas don't really feel. That'd be me, like, bringing uh, flan to a Super Bowl party. What the hell is that? It's like a dessert. Ugh. Yeah. It's, I've never thought about this, but Oklahoma says pull brisket. Like, a brisket or something would be good at a Super Bowl, right? Like, some barbecue? Barbecue is, I mean, you could almost say that every kind of barbecue, like, a, any meat that you can smoke would probably be acceptable. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that stuff would be, I haven't even thought about doing that ever. Yeah, Super Bowl vibes. I don't know if I've ever seen it. Well, the thing is, like, think about how long you have to smoke a brisket. Yeah. Because it's not just a couple-hour process. No, this takes. I would bring some from buddies. Like, you're basically smoking it overnight. <laughs> yeah, the the whole like old school like at home way to do it yeah you want to do that overnight because that's where you're going to get your best yeah uh, like you put that thing on before you go to sleep and then hope you hope it's ready by the time everybody gets there yeah essentially if you want it to be good i just kind of realized yeah like super bowl parties give the most fourth of july vibes when it comes to food than any other it really does like it really and it, it's it's your fourth of july away from the summer because well, a lot you of wonder those foods, if, if basketball brad says hot chili Oh, that's pretty good, actually. That might be hard to eat. I don't know. I mean, that like standing or like that'd be the only one that I would eat with a spoon. Well, that and you're worried about spilling, well, like people. Like, hold on, back up. How how else would you eat a bowl of chili? Yeah, let's <laughs> yeah, throw it in a Dixie cup and drink it. What? <laughs> you're silly. <laughs> that's how I used to eat my cereal. Just throw it in a Dixie cup and drink it. Is that how you eat your soup too? Oh, you said cereal. Yeah, you do then. Okay. <sighs> Lord have mercy. Y'all want to hear what the audience has to say? When asked, best Super Bowl foods, worst Super Bowl foods? Let's go to X first, or Twitter. Sawyer chimes in, says, best, cheeseburger dip, jalapeno poppers, buffalo chicken sliders. Worst, macaroni salad. Josh says, you got to go with Little Smokies wrapped in bacon, brushed with sweet baby rays, brown sugar crusted. Those sound great. Double J says, worst, kale. Basketball Brad says, worst, cereal soup. Rude. Goodness. Let's head over to the Facebook machine. See what people have to say. Everybody wanted to chime in on this one. Greer says, cheese dip with Tostitos. Jim says, my wife's buffalo chicken dip is one of the best on the planet. Reed says, gotta have some bratwurst or burgers in the equation. Not just finger foods. Wes says, the list of least favorites is a lot shorter. Alex says wings. Walt says favorite wings and Rotel. Least favorite would be a vegetable anything. It's not the time or place to be healthy. 
Yeah, like a vegetable plate where you have like ranch is like the, in the center of it. Yeah, I don't want that. Come on. Catherine says buffalo chicken dip and gives the uh, mm, good emoji, mm. essentially. Tracy says wings with a little kissy emoji at the end of it. <laughs> but I mean she it, really loves those wings I mean the thing is I can smoke some chicken man and my thighs my thighs are the best on the planet I mean you get those Flip juicy <laughs> juicy chicken thighs you know that 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 skin you know it melts away at the fat and it gets a little crusty and thing is when you bite into these thighs you want a mouthful of it. you want it to be juicy you is want it a, basically a wing right buddy I like them thick but it's a wing right oh it it's basically a wing time to this jack <laughs> It sounds better the way he says it, right? Buddy, I like my thighs <laughs> thick. I just want someone to tune in and go, my thighs. Buddy, oh, boy. Everyone wants some. But my thighs Juicy. are thick, and I like them thick. I like them real thick. Jack, you like thick thighs? 2830, I got it. Thank you. I got them. And you cannot lie. Do you like those thick thighs? Do you like thick thighs? I like thick thighs, and I cannot lie. I don't know what else to say about it. Marks, you, you biting into those thighs, you like them thick? <laughs> And juicy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a thick thigh Double kind up. of guy. I mean, the, and the good thing about smoking the thighs is the fact that it alleviates a lot of that fat. You know, everyone's like, oh, well, they're slimy. Well, guess what? You just don't know how to cook them. If you smoke them, that's alleviating and getting rid of all that. I think I'm just going to make all things Kansas City, like some barbecue. You like Kansas City barbecue sauce well, on the thick going thighs? For the, I'm going for the Chiefs. Yeah. You're going for the Chiefs. You got to put that Kansas City barbecue yeah, sauce on them thick exactly. thighs. Find out what Mahomes' favorite food is. Make some of that. I bet he likes Kelsey, Blazing. Taylor Swift. Just go with all the the favorites of the team that's going to win this thing. Hmm, might be a good idea. I'm going to go with uh, straight up uh, San Francisco. Then I'll go with some uh, dim sum from their Chinatown area. <laughs> uh, get, have some Irish. That one's going to your Super Bowl party, Marcus. <laughs> Irish coffee beforehand. Oh, and that's exactly <laughs> what I think of when I think of San Francisco is Irish coffee. Yeah. Is that really what they're according, according to uh, this website? San Francisco is the country's most quote for, food forward city. Hmm. So you know. Food forward. I don't know what that means. All the most expensive food. Let's look at the six iconic foods that San Francisco is known for. Uh, What? Tofu and broccolini? Sourdough bread. Ooh, Ooh, that could be good. Dim sum I already mentioned. There's a lot of gluten in that. There's a... Bread's good, though. uh, A mission burrito. Oh, mission district, I guess. Must be an area, I guess. Yeah. Um... Ice cream. They're known for their ice cream. Oh, a lot of ice cream. My, yeah, all the people are going to want to come to my party, Brett, because they're going to have, have as much ice cream as they want. You and Purdy. <laughs> Crab. Crab, wow. Some seafood. You have an expensive party. Man. Uh, seafood at a Super Bowl party. It's all going to be works. worth it when San Fran wins mm, the... San Francisco crabs. I wonder if San Francisco would be worth visiting one day. No. Isn't it expensive? I mean, it's right. Buddy, the one time I went to California, this is back when I, when I still dipped and smoked. And, of course, you know, the ones that I smoked, of course, you're in the military. You put on the uniform, you just had the urge for it. I could go 30 days without doing it. But as soon as I put the uniform on again, I had to have it. And then I go to get my regular from the counter. One can and one pack was like 30 bucks. I was like, okay, yeah, give me a can of the cheapest dip and, the, and we'll, we'll just skip the other one. That's why I stopped. I have, I have a, <laughs> I know someone out there in the 
neck of the woods of California, maybe. They $8 could, for a bag of Doritos. They could take me to San Francisco. No. I, I hate that state. I absolutely hate that state. I visited it one time, and I don't ever plan to go back. You know, when I was uh, thinking about who I was going to root for this Sunday, that came into account. Mm-hmm. That came into account, and as much as I hate to do it, I got to ride with Kansas City. We're going to take a quick time out. Stay with us. Final segment of hour number one coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. When it's past high noon, it's time for a bo- Final segment of hour number one here on the G.I. Jake Show, right here on Fan Run Radio, 105.7 FM, 1340 AM, online at fanrunradio.com, and your new and improved Fan Run Radio app. To the phones we go for the first time today, 865-546-8200, your number if you want to chime in. Phil is up first. What do you say, Philly? What's up, Jake? Philly! How y'all doing? Pretty good. That's good. Nice gloomy day, isn't it? Oh, yeah. That's why we're sitting here talking about food and them... Them thick, thick thighs, Phil. Them chicken thighs. I like them thick. Oh, do? Yeah, I like them thick. You know, I used to like a white chicken meat more, and I started to like dark chicken meat more. It's kind of weird. Well, I mean, the thing is, Phil, when you go to the store and you see the chicken breast sitting there, and they're about for what you would want to, you know, host a party with or whatever. You're looking about twenty-one bucks, but then you look at the chicken thighs. You see how many more of them you get. You see how much more you could do with them. And it's only seven bucks, and it feels like you're getting more chicken out of the deal. So you know yeah. that's why I become a become a thigh guy myself. You know, thighs mm. are cheaper. What about crystals? Uh, they can charge whatever they want, and I'm still going to buy them. However, you, I, I don't know how you still eat those things after the wing eating contest. What's that? I don't know how you still eat those things after the wing eating contest. Uh, I've got my reasons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you ate crystals after that wing contest? Oh, Lord, no. No, I didn't eat for like three days. My stomach hurt so bad, we thought I had appendicitis after I got done with the wing eating contest. I went to work on that Monday, and then all of a sudden, I just feel a sharp pain in my <laughs> right side. And I was like, I can't tell if this is from that or if I have appendicitis. I go to the doctor, and... She's like, okay, well, I, I got to press down on your stomach. And then she presses, like, pierces her hand, like knife hand, about all the way to the table. I'm sitting there screaming. She's like, did that hurt? And then I shouted an expletive, and I was like, yeah, it hurt. But it did it did the work, though, right? It, uh, it stopped the pain. <laughs> <laughs> I still amazed that Tom Brady was able to consume as much as he did. That dude, I mean, Phil, he's just gross. I mean, let, let's call that like it is. Adam Hickman is just gross. He's nasty. <laughs> well, I don't, well, who's Hickman's favorite team now that uh, Tom Brady's gone and Belichick's gone? The, the Buffalo good. Bills, I reckon, is his new favorite team, isn't it, Brett? Well, yeah, he likes he's Josh Allen. He's going to win nothing now, you know what? No, he ain't going to win nothing. So what y'all's got feeling today? I mean, for the, the game uh, Sunday. Uh, I think Kansas City wins. I just I've learned not to bet against Patrick Mahomes, and uh, we're gonna ride with Patrick Mahomes, and we're gonna ride with the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, I think that uh, I think which defense plays the best will win the game. Though I just I just don't. San Francisco has gotten off to two slow starts in their other two pre playoff games, and those were at home. And I just they're playing a much better D, much better team, bigger stage. I just I don't know if. 
Purdy falls behind, you know, against Mahomes early, yeah. they're going to be able point. to. They're not going to be able to come back from that. And there's no doubt uh, Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL now. It's not in, nobody's in close to him. Nobody. I don't think nobody, he, it's yeah. even up for debate at no. this point. And then if he wins uh, Sunday, you have to put him in the league with uh, Manning and uh, uh, Tom Brady and uh, Joe Montana and all that bunch. I mean, you, uh, he might. He's probably already in the conversation with those with those guys. Oh, he's in the conversation, but yeah. he always he cements it even more. Yeah, I mean, to go to six AFC championships in your first six seasons, and then four of the five last Super Bowls. I mean, it's just un, unreal. I mean, and he's only twenty eight years old. <laughs> so, good lord, he might win three. Or I mean, more. the only thing that I mean, just think if they give him any weapons. I mean, I know he has Kelsey, but I mean, he's made Kelsey what he is. So, I mean. But uh, but yeah, no, he's he's something something else. That's why you don't bet against him. <laughs> yeah, I heard the view yesterday getting excited about uh, that receiver from Oak Ridge and might go to the Oilers. Uh, who's going to throw to him if he goes there? Well, that's the yeah. problem is you don't know who's going to throw to him. And now there's talk like they're going to draft Brock Bowers yeah. at tight end. And I mean, you got two big weapons right there. If you have T. Higgins and Brock Bowers, you got weapons. Well, you, don't, you need to quit this Brock Bowers talk. Oh, just because he says it. I mean, they they don't need a tight end. Well, they just, need a tight end. You, no. you get a tight end, you're the most versatile team in the NFL. You look at, <laughs> he, look at teams that have that. They can't keep them upright. He's gonna man. be a great tight end. I mean, Phil, think about it. He's think about teams time. that have had great tight ends, and you see them, and they constantly and consistently have success. What happens when you have Rob Gronkowski on your team? You see consistent success because everyone's yeah. always wanting to cover the wide receivers. What is the one position they always forget about? And if they don't forget about it, guess what? You can't put a linebacker on them because they're too fast, and you can't put a corner or a safety on them because they're not strong enough. You have to double and triple team that tight end, which opens up the field for all these other weapons. Especially uh, and down the red zone, and uh, the Oilers had a hard time scoring in the red zone the last few years, and you give them a tight end. And somebody throw the ball, then the price scores some points. You know it's to the field goes. I mean, I would love to see it. I would love to see Brock Bowers <laughs> well, here's in two-tone blue. I might cheer for the Oilers oh, at that Lord. point. Here's the thing oh, that Lord. you have to realize, too, is that, one, he, like I said yesterday, I think he, him saying he'd love to play for the Tennessee Titans probably comes down to the fact that him and his agent probably strategically said that to try to keep him in talks of being a top-ten pick. There's also the fact that T. Higgins was asked specifically about the Titans. He didn't. They, the interviewer wasn't asking him where do you want to go in free agency. They asked him like, "What would you think if you went to Tennessee?" You know, is that with, how they phrased it? They were pretty much asking him because of Brian Callahan <laughs> being there. They they weren't saying like, "Where?" Oh, would you're you... talking about Higgins. I thought we were talking about Bowers. Sorry, yeah, Higgins. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I switched over. Yeah, no. And, it's and fine. Higgins said, "Oh, that would be really cool. It'd be ideal because you know I'd be able to go home. I'd also have a coach that I know. It would be pretty cool." So neither one of them are saying, like, this is where I'm going. I, I fear that all this hype that people are talking about these two is just going to lead to disappointment when T. Higgins stays in Cincinnati and the, the Titans do what they should do, which is get the big left tackle out of Notre Dame at yeah. the seventh mm -hmm. overall pick. Yeah. Now, say that guy's gone. Say that Alt is gone, the guy from Penn State's gone. Your best two options to have a, a starting true left tackle are gone. And Brock Bowers is still there's there. another one up there too, though. That's a top ten pick. I can't remember his name though. I'll have to I look, saw, at, I'll have at, to look yeah. at the draft boards. Yeah, but if if you feel like you're going with the best player available kind of thing, which is what they've done in the past, then yeah, maybe get Brock Bowers. Then if you if you get the left tackles you want are gone, then sure maybe. But 
I don't know. I, I'm not against having him on this team. If if they go through free agency or make a trade or something like that and shore up that offensive line and give me a little bit more ease, then sure. Then, yeah, I'd love to get Brock Bowers because I think he, he's a great talent. I think you're right, Phil. I think he's going to be an incredible tight end in the NFL wherever he goes as long as he's put in the right system for sure and has good uh, – actually, he might be one of those guys that it doesn't matter what system he's in. But I just worry about – Will Levis or not, I don't believe in him. I don't think he's going to be the best guy to throw it to Brock Bowers. But whoever's at quarterback, if they're not upright, no one's getting the ball. You can't miss on the top ten. You hope not to. That's yeah, the only you thing. better not because yeah. it's happened before. You can't miss. Like, that's the thing. You cannot miss. It's happened oh. before with no, other teams. Yeah, absolutely. Tennessee's done it's it before. Let's be honest. Vince Young was a big miss. Jake Locker was a big a, miss. Locker was a huge miss, but, I mean, so, Young wasn't worse miss. Yeah, we don't make good picks. It, of course, a lot of these uh, teams make hay in the second, third, and fourth rounds on getting yeah. ball players. Yeah, I mean, if you think, yeah, because I mean, like Max Crosby for the Raiders, who is probably one of the best, like, outside rushers in the league right now, was a fourth round pick out of Eastern Michigan. Well, look who's starting the Super Bowl for 49ers. He's the last Purdy. He was the last oh, pick of the draft. Sorry, I thought you were trying to talk about Holmes. I was like, he was a top nah, 10 pick. Yeah, no. And then, like, I think George Kittle was a third or fourth nah, rounder, I mean, you too. You never so. know how these guys are going to hit. I mean, they uh, got the right systems, yeah. like we're saying about Bowers. Yeah, and if you have the right scouting, Purdy too. you can find some good players in that later round. I mean, that's yeah. You bring up a really good point there, Phil. It's not always about the first overall pick. You want to hit on that. But if you got good scouts and you got good leadership in your management team, you can find some diamonds in the rough that are going to be a part of your team long term in those later rounds. What's going to happen uh, tomorrow night? What's the line on the Tennessee game, Jake? Don't have one yet, but I expect it to be about a six and a half or a five and a half in Tennessee's favor. Uh, we've got yeah. a 59.1% chance to win, according to the analytics. Well, I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a close game. Yeah, they got those two guards that play, can play. I mean, that's make it close. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Wade Taylor. He's Wade gonna, Taylor. He's going to make something happen, and you know, yeah. we just got to you know expect that. But you he's know, preseason player of the year in the conference. They were a top ten preseason team. There's obviously talent there. They just haven't put it together. I mean, I'm I'm worried about it to be honest. I mean, it's our toughest well, they game. They shoot. That's what their problem is. Yeah. I watched them several times this year, and you know they're great defensively, but they're not. Yeah. They're kind of like Tennessee was last year that couldn't score. You know what I'm saying? That's a really solid point. <laughs> it's amazing what one player can do to a roster. You know what? I mean, one guy can literally change the face of your entire entire offense. I mean, and Dalton Connect has done that. I mean, he, we are a completely different team just because of one guy. Yeah. And then if Gainey's hitting, you're almost unbeatable. But if he's not hitting, then you're very beatable. Yeah, Ganey's made up for what Vescovy's not giving you right now, which yeah, has been huge. There, yeah. So, I mean, Vescovy's doing other things. I mean, he, he for whatever reason, he will not shoot the ball. He's, he just, he's the exact opposite of Cameron Carr. Cameron Carr comes out there and he starts chucking. You know, I mean, it's just like, I don't know what's going on with Vescovy. But he's he creates for other people. He plays good defense. I mean, I can live with that, especially if Ganey's going to give you 10 to 15 points a night. Well, if uh, Vescovy plays like he did against Kentucky, uh, tomorrow night we'll be all right. Got to get at least eight to ten points out of him. Yeah, I'm. I'm just worried about Zakai. If they put him on Wade Taylor, I just want. I'm worried about foul trouble with him because if we if he gets in foul trouble and has to go to the bench for amount of time, they're, they're not going. They're not going to put Ziggler on the. Who? On him. They're going to put Vescovy on him. Man, okay, yeah. 
Well, we'll see. And then I mean, but then you got on him. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, they got the other good guard too. So I mean, he's got to guard one of the guards that are, you know, pretty aggressive going to the the rim and stuff. So we'll see. It's gonna be tough, no doubt. But uh, let's hope for a win, and then the Chiefs. Hey, Phil, they gonna fire? To... They gonna fire the women's coach? Who? Uh, Holly Jolly got beat last night, didn't she? Yeah, lost by sixteen. And but Alabama, you know Alabama hadn't. Uh, they're six and five with Lady Vols in the last eleven games. Yeah, it's crazy. I've not heard of to, what's happened to that that program right now. Well, I mean, what can you say about? It? I mean, that's thing is like, it's it's just. It's, it's just a good watchable. thing. She's a good thing every other program's at the top, <laughs> you know. Yeah. People aren't really talking about it as much as they probably would have. I mean, but, I mean, it's still sad to see the program. I mean, they're not even in the tournament right now. No. Like, that's, that's that, should ne- that should never happen. No. You should be talking one, two seeds every year with us, you know, because like we're doing expected, with the men's team man. right now. That's the thing. It's just expected for the Lady Vols to be at top, and we're not. Yep. Yeah, but are they going to phone the money to get a great coach and pay Ultimate NIL. Uh, I mean, football and basketball are going to get most of the NIL money, especially football. And I just don't. If you're going to give, get some crumbs to women's basketball, that's. I mean, what it looks like to me. I mean, it's it's fine if you're losing to South Carolina LSU. Those are two solid programs that are top of the game. But you're losing to the bottom feeders right now, and you're a bottom feeder. You can't be doing this. You know, it's it's really embarrassing and, and all. You know, so gosh, it's tough to watch. Well, Silver made the hire. Remember that when you start <laughs> analyzing Tennessee history, and uh, he got a million out the door. He's a smart man, ain't they he? Just need to get rid. Yeah, they need to get rid of that whole. Uh, you know, got to you know stay in the Lady Vols. You know, like the they got to stay in the program or whatever. They got to go outside the box. Well, that's what point. Bear said, and then he said we should go hire Carol Lawson. So, <laughs> I mean, did he know that she played for the Vols? He probably didn't. If we're being completely <laughs> honest. It is what it is. Oh, now I'm going to get a call. Well, good. If the T- phone starts ringing, let Jake run over there and answer it. Uh, no, don't let me answer it. I just want you <laughs> to tell Bear, be like, hey, Jake wants to talk to you. He tell him I want to get on three-way call with y'all. Hey, the good news is that at this new studio, since you your other job's over there, you're going to see him quite a bit, aren't that, you? That's fine. <laughs> he knows where to find you now. <laughs> he knows where to find me. He knows where to find me. <laughs> 200 pounds of G.I. Jake is what he's going to be looking for. Stay with us. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two of the G.I. Jake Show coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear